Hello, moms. I have an exciting opportunity to share the next summit that I'm going to be a part of called Love to Learn. I'm here with the founder, Jessica, and she's going to tell us all about what to expect. Hey, Akua. Thank you so much for having me and telling your audience all about this awesome summit we collaborated in. Like you said, it's called Love to Learn 2023. We start officially on February 27th. So for all of your mamas that are listening, we'd love to invite you to the event because we are talking about helping teens love to learn. Awesome. In my session, I share about how the Be Call method can help you with your learners at home. And there are so many others who will be a part of this exciting opportunity to help your young learners love to learn. Thank you. We'll see you all there. Welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Hello and welcome to Moms Changing the World. Excited to bring you another great interview with a friend and leader that I've known for several years and have wanted to have a conversation like the one that we're going to have today to encourage you moms as world changers, raising world changers for the next generation. My name is Akua Walker. I'm your host, child development nurse practitioner, CEO, your chief encouragement officer, and parent coach here at Moms Changing the World and Be Calm Parenting. And so excited today to share some inspiration around work and faith and how we can bring family and all of those things together in such a way that we can follow the the call and the leading that God has on each of our lives. Today's guest is Dr. Marie Ange Ayuntani, and she's a veteran tech leader with 15 years of experience in product management and innovation, launching consumer electronic products globally. She is currently Director of Product Management at Yahoo, where she leads Yahoo Social and Community Management, and initiatives with Yahoo Finance, Sports, News, and Home. Prior to Yahoo, she worked at Amazon, Roku, Intel, and McAfee, where she led a variety of product initiatives in areas of streaming, ads monetization, identity, security, and connected devices. Her deepest passion is taking an idea from conception to launch and positively impacting the lives of consumers around the world with the products that she's involved in. 
Outside of work, Marianne has been actively involved in the community to promote education, mentorship, and technology within a variety of nonprofit organizations. Over the past few decades, she has been part of boards and leadership teams of several nonprofit organizations to provide strategic operational advice. She is currently a founding member of Round and board member of Upward, which aims to increase the representation of women in leadership and C-suite positions. She has also been involved in WIN, W-I-N, Women at Intel Network, and worked closely with NASA, TechBridge, and Girls for Change and Mentorship, training and coaching activities to encourage women and minorities to excel academically. Finally, she has been a part of TAN, the African Network leadership team to promote entrepreneurship in people of African descent. Marianne holds a master and PhD in electronic engineering from University of California, Berkeley, with research expertise on advanced process engineering of MEMS, which stands for Microelectromechanical Systems. And she enjoys spending time with her husband and beautiful toddlers, Zoe, four years old, and Ian, two years old. Mariana, it's so great to have you here today with us. How are you? Well, thank you so much, Ikua. It's such a pleasure. I'm humbled to be able to share some of my experience with you. And uh, yeah, I just feel really humble and privileged. I've listened to some of your podcasts in the past and they are just amazing. I've learned so much. Oh, so thank you for wonderful. having me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember, you know, distinctly meeting you at church. I think your beautiful smile cap, you know, caught my attention from across the room and uh, just so friendly and, you know, easy to approach. And I remember that we would talk and then we had mutual friends. And so it's been a great, you know, this way before I think you got married, before a kid. So, yeah, so we've been in this parenting journey together. And I always love getting to connect with other people from at different parts of Africa and learning about yeah. the culture. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about food. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, now I'm learning more about you know, your professional journey. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to, to talk about how that has come together with motherhood and, and so on. So mm-hmm. glad to have you. Yeah, so we love starting off with a proverb or inspiration. And this time I thought it'd be nice to have Marianne give us one that her mom uh, passed along to her and we get to, to hear it in a different language too. So I'll let you share that now. That's really cool. I like that. I like that you started with a proverb. So in I'm originally from Cameroon. Cameroon has two parts, the French part and the English part. It's almost like Canada. So out of 10 provinces that are like state in the U.S., Eight are French speaking and two are English speaking. So I came from the French part. So the problem I'm going to tell you, I will say it first in French and then translate in English. So I think it's a common one that is in many cultures. It's not only, I believe, in a Cameroonian proverb, a typical Cameroonian, but in French, the proverb say, au lieu d'apprendre, au lieu de donner le poisson à quelqu'un, apprend, apprend lui à, à, à pêcher. So the translation in English is, instead of giving fish to someone every time, actually it's better to teach the person how to fish. So I think it's very deep and very profound, the idea that if you want to raise the next generation right, as parent, right, as mom, right, let them, you have to let them be independent one day, right? They will go out of your house and they will have to earn some money and do something. So how do we start teaching like little kids how to not just give them all the time, but how to 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 actually think about 
making an income, doing something on their own that they don't they don't have to depend on their parent all the time. So I'm giving you an example with my kids. Actually, in my biography, I think I didn't update that. Ian, my little one, as you say, was two. He's actually four now, and oh. my oldest is actually seven. So when she turned okay. seven yesterday. So Ian, we start teaching him. I start actually teaching him how money works. I bought him a ATM, a toy ATM machine during the summer where they can put, if somebody give them a gift or something like dollar, you know, you have family members who you like to give that they will put on the ATM machine. And when they want to buy something, and it's not a lot of money, it's like, right, you know, right. $5, $10, they <laughs> right, put it right. and I show him how it works. And when he wants something like he like dinosaur toy, he like little motorcycle, right? And sometimes right. they are $2, $3. I said, yeah, you take your own money and you go and buy it. So yeah. what do we start doing actually now? We have, my husband like the, those water, um, the the can it drinks a lot of the can stuff, not the oh, soda. Drinks. Oh yeah, so yeah the drinks. The so, and you know that if you if you collect them and you yeah. bring it bring them to Safeway, Nob Hill, yeah. some of the grocery store, you can get right. actually cash. Right. So at this age, Ian understood <laughs> that if he can collect all the can from his dad, right, he can right. actually go to the grocery store and he will get some some cash. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's done that last time. He was able to collect. I think out of two three weeks, they got like I think 30, 40 can, yeah. and he and his dad went to the store and he was able to get $5. <laughs> and wow. with that $5, he went to get a, mo- a, I think it was a motorcycle in the, in the, in the toy store. Yeah. And eventually he lost the motorcycle. So Ma- I said, Ma- yeah, and I told you, you don't have to use your money right away. You can actually save it save more it. to get yeah. something bigger. So I start teaching him, right? Instead of giving you all the time, mommy, I want this mommy. Very young, at four years old, right? This is how money works. This is how you, you, you know, you have to start earning your own money. This is how you become independent, right? So, yeah, that's what this problem is very deep for me. I love it. I love it. And I have heard it, especially in the context of, you know, community giving and community service, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easy sometimes to think of, oh, you know, kind of that, the just give and hand and, and yes. then, you know, just kind of walk away, right? Yes. Instead of thinking about how can I partner, right, with yep. with the people and serve side by side where yep. we're teaching, right? Not that's, only... Yep us teaching yep. them but them also teaching us right yes that's right something to offer you. that's right yeah that's another context right how do you help people to become independent instead of always having to depend on you right we you and i we, we share that that we are from the african continent and my passion has always been i believe that the way and i was part of time for that the african network the way to develop developing africa is not just keep on giving i have been giving so many times and i still do it but right. how do i actually i've been thinking now along the line how do i help people that they are self-sustainable in the in, in the future that they don't have to depend on mariage or somebody else right to be able to give me give me give me but like the stuff that I do on, you know, teaching the young kids about, you know, um, uh, being in technology, being, you know, um, you know, how do we get, I help them to, you know, applying for college, scholarship, all the stuff that you need. I've been helping leadership forum. I've been, you know, helping into, you know, we, we're trying to do some little um, activity where we teach folks in their, in their, in their, in their community, some project where they can clean the road. They can do different things to be able to help their own community. And that's how they, that bringing the development, they bring that spirit of entrepreneurship throughout the community. So this is something that is really also, yeah, dear to my, when I think about my own, where I'm coming from in Africa, right? How do we develop the continent? It's by making people more self-sustainable. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then I love what you, you know, shared as far as the parenting context, you know, so a lot of um, the listeners come to hear, you know, about, and I, I like that application as well, that with our children, 
we are constantly having to think about, okay, I could do this for you. It's mm-hmm. usually faster if I do this, right, mm-hmm. by myself or for you. Mm-hmm. But it, what about the investment into you doing it for yourself, right, someday <laughs> as you grow, as you learn? So, mm-hmm. so, so many different ways to, to be blocked yeah. by this point. So, thank you. Good. Well, and speaking of, you know, fish and, and, and food, that's something that, you know, we love and share here. <laughs> and so I'm excited to hear, you know, some of your go-tos as a mom trying to feed your family and then having, you know, the, the cultural, you know, perspective as well. And how you, how, what are you cooking at home to, you know, to share that with your children? Yeah, wonderful question. I will give a lot of credit to my husband. My husband is a better cook than I because <laughs> most of the cooking, I'm the chauffeur. I take the kids to all the activity. They are busy with soccer, swimming, piano, a lot of activities. So I'm usually the one driving, but my husband does all the complicated cooking. Like he loves to barbecue. He loves to put together like a whole dinner, a whole meal. So for me, because I'm busy at work, busy mom, so many things happening with all the nonprofit and board organization I'm part of. So I I don't have a lot of bandwidth to cook something that would take a long time. So I try to make something quick, easy. My kids, like many kids love pasta. So I do a lot of, at least once a week, we have different type of pasta. Yesterday I made uh, spaghetti and and, uh, meatball. I like, it's pretty quick. I get the the ground meat from Trader Joy. We have a Trader Joy next door. And I actually just match it and and just a little bit of olive oil and just um, stir fried quickly. And I put it on top of the spaghetti and tomato sauce from Trader Joy, already done. So it's really easy. They love it. They love it. They love it. <laughs> I also do my own macaroni and cheese. Zoe and Ian love macaroni and cheese, like all the kids here. So I, I make my own macaroni myself. And I have the Gruyere cheese. Gruyere is a oh, cheese from France that they love. So I don't put the regular <laughs> yeah, the, the cheese. They yeah. love it. And uh, that's also one night of a week. I love to make... um. Puff puff, you'll appreciate if you yeah, West yeah. African puff puff. Yeah, I make yeah. a lot on the weekend, right? Puff puff is basically almost donuts. Like the donut best, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I try to make it a little bit more healthier. So I put wheat flour in Cameroon. Usually we do the the regular white flour. I do the wheat flour. Mm-hmm. I yeast um, instead of sugar. I put just a little bit of sugar, but I put honey and then banana. I add banana, so it give a, a little oh. taste flavor of banana. Okay. So I let it rise for. 45 minutes to yeah to a certain level and then I just fry it so they love it so I have I usually have a lot of puff puff in my ref- and I and I just freeze it right for the whole you can say freezing I didn't even know that it's still like oh. I got my kids and I start freezing it <laughs> and I just take it out maybe I would everybody every my my kids will have one will have five the other one will have five and I warm it up in the microwave for for 10 20 seconds it's, it's ready it's almost like you just made it so I will wow. give it to them with Greek yogurt they love it with Greek yogurt yes, and so- that's one dinner. So really easy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're able to get the, yeah, the dairy and you put in a, a fruit in there so that yes. you have some of the nutrients. Oh, yep. that is great. I'm going to have to get your recipe. If, if yep, yep, yep. I do also a lot of just raw, ve- raw vegetable. We are not into a lot of cooked vegetables. So I would just cut bell pepper for Zoe. She loves cut, cut cucumber. They don't love the whole, whole salad put together. I would do the, the salad for myself and my husband. So we have salad every day, basically. Either yeah. lettuce, or or spinach raw and we put tomato you know just the the raw tomato yeah Yeah. bell pepper cucumber any vegetable that we have it has carrots and then you know a balsamic vinaigrette that's it so every day we have vegetable like salad or something like that for the kids 
since they don't want to have the whole salad, I will just cut vegetables so that they have vegetables. So we try to make sure that they have it. And in the morning, my husband make quite fancy breakfast. He will make sometime. We have we have um, chicken in our backyard. We are raising chicken. I give credit. Yeah, I give credit (laughs) to Mark and yeah, and the kids are helping. So we have fresh egg every day, fresh organic eggs. He will make an omelette for them. Yeah. with you know yeah fruit on the side either pear or apple something like that that's one day of the week two or three days one or two days of the week they have omelette the other day they will have oatmeal cereal that he cook he actually cooked the oatmeal oh, and he add yeah. other stuff he had to make it really rich other day today he made waffle from scratch he actually used oat flour he will oh, blend okay. the oat flour you know add some sea seed he actually one day add cassava flour so he would do. He have. He has a waffle machine, or he has a pancake machine. He would do pancake. So my husband take care of the breakfast. They have a good breakfast, good heavy, um, healthy breakfast before they go to school. And usually for as they, they eat lunch at school, whatever they have in right. school, and it's usually healthy. Usually a vegetable, a milk, milk, and maybe a sandwich. And in, in the evening, I'll I'll give them what I just mentioned: spaghetti, either macaroni, the beignet. Someday we have chicken, baked chicken that we just quickly bake it. So yeah, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> I love it because it's, you know, it's a practical, you know, how do you feed during the week, right? You mm-hmm. can pull the vegetables quickly. I love that vegetables are quick. You can either steam them lightly or roast it if you have a little more time to bring out nuttiness. But raw veggies, I think sometimes we forget, mm-hmm. you know, are quick, easy. You know, you put it together in a salad with a simple dressing and yeah, to let the kids have it the way that they like it. I remember we would... Uh, they would like the grated carrots, you know, raw mm-hmm. grated carrots. And because it was kind of like grass, it was kind of flaky, and they could kind of pick it up and we would call it carrot grass, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like a fun variety, right, for how mm-hmm. to just change the texture, change the look, because mm-hmm. kids love to play with their food, right? They love yep. to get in, into it. So I, I love yeah. that these are some great mm-hmm. ways to make sure that kids are getting some vegetables, you know, every, every day. That's great. I will take it up also and <laughs> yes, yeah. and try that one. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, good. Great. Well, I, you know, I hear the passion in your voice, even as you're just talking about, you know, put, putting meals together for your children. Tell me about you know, how you found your passion in the professional world. Wonderful question. That's a wonderful question. I think for me, it was a journey, right? Yeah. I grew up in Cameroon. I always was the only girl in all my science class. Cameroon followed the French system, um, educational system, where when you are in high school, you actually get to pick a major. You don't Mm. wait for college. So in high school, I was already a science major. I was taking all the advanced mathematics, physics class, chemistry class. And in my classroom, I was always the only girl or among the few girls. Either I was the only one or we were one or two. Uh, I love science. I started tutoring mathematics. I did a lot of competition in Cameroon about, you know, in mathematics, physics, I was either the first or the second. So I was always good in that. So in terms of the, the field or the, the industry of just in technology, it started very young where I really enjoy STEM. But I want to say in terms of my passion of where I am, some of the stuff I'm doing today, I think it took some years, right? When I came to the U.S., I, I major, I knew I loved science. I major in mathematics, computer science. I was in Virginia, a, a, a liberal college. I did very well. I had all my, my science class. I had A. I, I actually had a 4.0 GP. I got, that's how I got to Berkeley. I got a scholarship or a fellowship for, for grad school to get to Cal. And I continue in engineering, which was like, you know, almost the path. 
And, you know, just the skill set, the strength, God bless me with the strength of understanding easily, you know, um, science and all that. As I finished my PhD, I realized that, yes, I've discovered or fabricated or put together something that very few people in the world, right? When you do get a PhD, you, you basically have to demonstrate that you, you ha- have achieved a level of the science that nobody else or you or your advisor has ever done. It. That's, that's the thesis. The thesis has to be unique. It has to be um, innovative. Yeah. And as I, I, I wrote my thesis and I was defending my, my, my thesis, a life done to me after that, that, okay, there are very few people in the world that really understand what I'm talking about. I couldn't even talk to my mom about my research because she didn't get it. How do we take it? How do we scale it down to take it to the normal, the average the Joe person. out there? Yeah. How, what does it look like, right? I don't want to be speaking to my mom. She, I cannot speak, she cannot speak my language because we cannot communicate, right? right. So that's where the journey to, pro- today I'm a leader in product management. My journey to product management started mm-hmm. where, you know, I have a strong technical analytical skill set, but now how do we think about product in terms of user actually using and benefiting the product that you're going to make, right? The PhD that I did was on silicon germanium, MEMS, microelectromechanical system. It's expensive, CJ. Even today, that technology is still expensive. So it's not something that is easily scalable to an average company and all that, right? So right. the product role helped me to start thinking about strategy. What is a strategy? What are the, what is a vision of this product? What what are, who are the consumer? Do they even care about this product? Who, who tells me that they care about this product? So gathering this data, <laughs> gathering yeah. the insight, you know, and thinking one level up as a technical person, you focus on the details. Now I had to up level my mindset, thinking one level up about business, about strategy. Are we going to be able to survive, make money out of this? That's, that was my journey. So I did a different role at Intel. I was product manager of Netbook before the tablet came. It was 2006, 2007. That's when I finished my PhD. It was before Apple launched the first iPhone. So the, the small PC, right? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I actually launched that product, right? Oh, From scratch. And the goal was to reach emerging market ECOA. We were trying to say, okay, how do we get to a $100 PC that we can easily sell in Latin America in APAC, Asia Pacific, in Africa, where people don't have the same purchasing power as in, as in America, right? Yeah. We never got into that, but that was the goal. So it really mm-hmm. helped me to start thinking about bigger picture of computing device, connected device, strategy, business development, consumer that I didn't have the opportunity when I was just pure technical. And then I moved from netbook, I moved to privacy and McAfee privacy was getting very, very, People were concerned with all the technology out there, you know, which data, who has access to my data, right? right. Today, we, we think about it, it's very pervasive, but in the time, we didn't have a lot of um, a check and balance and points. So I work on a lot of initial privacy um, a product at McAfee to start thinking outside of privacy. Then I moved to Amazon streaming. So my passion has been really, I think, evolving. My passion in general, I put it as I put on my biographies, how do we develop consumer electronic product that delight the user, that make a difference, that user actually care about. I care about the user. And I want that those, those technology are positive, are healthy. Now with, as a parent, I'm I very see. aware of the negative, the negative impact sometimes that some of the technology that we've developed. And without even, we didn't mean it that way, but eventually right. that's what it became, right? How do we think about also the, 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 the fairness, the transparency, the you know, health of the technology 
And one step forward, how do we think about globally? What I've seen in many of the companies I've worked with, the focus has been to the United States, right? I come from an emerging market, have a passion for emerging market, have a passion to make sure that what we do, what we develop actually help people in the rest of the world. We don't have the same economy. We talk about economic power. We don't have the same voice. We are not seated at the table here in Silicon Valley. Do we think about other people, minority, um, you know, the poor people, the elderly? So I'm thinking a little bit more global than just the average, you know, maybe user here in Silicon Valley. So I think over time to answer your question, so many aspects of technology, of consumer electronics got added to this passion where I am today, where I'm looking at not just, oh, I want to continue to develop great products, but I want right. to develop healthy products, products that add value, products that are delightful and products that actually help not only in the US, but actually globally. So I, I would say it's over the time that those, those different aspects of my passion actually got really, really highlighted. And I think I'm still in a journey. I think I'm still in <laughs> yeah. a journey. I, I keep on learning. I keep on getting some tools set in my, you know, in my bag as I, you know, as I move along life. Right, right. And it, you know, I, I, that leads right into the next question around how motherhood, you know, impacted your passion. And you already kind of mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, that not only is it about getting a product that people want and use and benefits them, but it, it also impacts their health. That it's that it is it, just health and healthy and safe way to interact with that technology because children are interacting yeah. with technology and you know phones and iPads younger and younger and younger you know and we we know that these these early interactions are formative right during yep. these formative years for the brain yep yeah so I love your question more. yeah I love your question at Amazon I actually was working on streaming mm-hmm. on streaming device the Fire TV which is your your HDMI streaming box, same mm-hmm. thing at Roku. After Amazon, I went to Roku, I work on streaming and I developed parental control because I realized that many of the content, right, that we develop that are, you know, being displayed in those platforms are adult. And to be honest, many of these new platforms where we were starting streaming, they didn't have a parental control. They didn't have it. Can you believe that today? You don't even think about that. You're like, wow. So you would let a device out there in your living room and there's no way for a parent to actually monitor age-appropriate content. The kids can just go there and, and plug it. So that was one of the projects at Amazon and at Roku that I really work hard to make sure that it's actually in place in Excellent. the technology that we develop. Because I had kids. Because Excellent. as a parent, I couldn't yeah. allow my kids to watch some content that I thought is not you know, it's not appropriate for them. Um, Other way that I believe my parenting has helped me or is helping me and I still struggling the right balance. How much technology, right? So one of the KPI that we are are judge or we are are monitor is engagement. When you build most of the technology are the Facebook, Meta, uh, YouTube, you know, social media, talk about social media. I mean, Yahoo space where we have all the media, the article. We want people to come back and come back and come back and engage because that's the way the ads work, right? Because when we know you, we can provide you something that is useful. Hopefully the goal is that we provide equal. We know that you love, I don't know, you love, I don't know what you like. And we provide you that advertisement, right? (laughs) So there's good and bad on that. Sometimes I love when the technology know me so well that they can actually recommend me what I actually will wow. buy. I just bought a pair of shoes. I, I would have not bought it. <laughs> Yahoo has, will have not shown me because they realize I like flat, I'm tall. I like flat shoes and all that. And I didn't know that brand, Jamie, they don't have a store. They don't have a, 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 a department location. store. It's only yeah. online. 
So it's because of the advertisement came and I believe it was my following me into all the different websites that they were right, able to do right. that. So that's one aspect. There's the benefit. But when the technology becomes so pervasive that you think, okay, are they following me? Are they? So you see that privacy issue. But talking about kids, they will spend so much time. You, you, you witness, right? On whatever, if it's YouTube, if it is, uh, I don't know what, what my, my, uh, my kid have iPad. So how do we make in place some check and balance that the parent can actually control that this is not time. I can turn it off, right? From my device. This is, you are done with this. We are done. And I do that with my kids. Really. I mean, I work in technology. You have Friday night is the movie night where everybody knows we take popcorn. We sit on the couch, we watch a movie, right? Other day, Zoe knows if she asks me for to watch a movie, no, we have to do homework. We have to do other stuff. I I'll give her on and off, maybe access to my, you know, phone to do some YouTube, but I control it and manage it. I know what, you know, I have some, 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 some capability on my phone that she can, she's not able to go to a place where she's not. And I have the time to check. Right. right? So that's where the parenting come into place where what, so I don't want my kid to spend two, three hours, right. Just on the technology. And I've seen the impact. I've seen some, we hear a lot of increasing depression with young people, right? When they go on, you know, TikTok, many of these sites, right? We've seen some suicidal people who are committing suicide through those. So uh, we have seen this and I am so aware of that as a technologist first, as a mom second, as a leader, how do we develop this technology so that we, we limit the negative impact of what it can cause to uh, to the next generation. It's not an easy, I, I don't yeah. think there's one answer. Absolutely. I think this is something that we continue to work on and it could be some capability, some feature, it could be parenting, being being parent, right? I mean, it's it's all the above. It's not just one side. The, yeah. the technical, the corporation have to do something, the product manager have to do something, but at the same time, parenting has to be so much more on top of what is happening now. I, I yeah. And I want to tell you, I don't even know all the latest, sometimes the way bring me some, new movies, new, you know, music. I have no idea. So I always have to be one. I feel like I have to one step ahead of her. There's always something new out there. We all do. And you know the nature of technology, how fast paced, how quick it changes. And I thank you, you know, for acknowledging that because I think that is a tension that as parents, we are constantly navigating, right? There is, you know, on one hand, the opportunities and the access and the you know, the entertainment. I mean, there's so many different benefits, the educational yeah. benefits, right? There's so many different opportunities with technology to make our lives better and richer. But at the same time, like you said, there, you know, are unintended consequences, right? Yeah. There can be so many, you know, things that just because we can doesn't mean we should. You should. Situations. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad to hear, you know, some of the active role that you played on the business side of it. Yes. And I'm curious, you know, you've mentioned a few on the parent side, you know, what we as parents can do. You know, set designating certain times for certain types of you know text. Okay, yeah. Are there maybe two other you know strategies that you as a parent use to try to manage you know the the technology and screen time? Yeah. Yes. Let me share one more or two more. I haven't done that well. I'm I am trying to do that better. Is to watch the movie that my daughter watch mm-hmm. because sometimes I hear from other parents or other kids or even herself she will bring me some equation right. and i'm i'm asking myself what did she yell that she didn't hear that from me you didn't hear, <laughs> i know the people that we're hanging out and i'm thinking okay what are the content so being sometimes we are too busy and i'm guilty of i'm the first guilty but this <laughs> yeah. is something that i'm aware that let me when she watch the content we sit down together and i'm i'm watching with her to see what are some of the stuff that she can be exposed to, even though it's ch- children, many of these are children, right, but she gets, she brings me some questions. Yeah. She starts talking to me about 
I want to see see magic, right? Magic is it was right. through the right. Disney, right? The whole right. Disney, right. and I had to really understand the context right. to try to really explain all this is you know what is happening and all that. But she was, yeah, we can do this potion to make magic and all that. And I, I've not been exposed to that when I was growing right. up. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. So I had <laughs> yeah. to kind of get the context of right. the content. So one definitely one tip, despite how busy we are, let's make sure we are one step ahead into watching even the music. There are so many it's music coming music. out. Yeah. Some are good, some are neutral, some are bad. Let's make sure that, and I'm not saying usually no, I'm, I just want to listen and to watch it before. Right, right. Um, yeah, that, that pre-screening mm-hmm. is something that's important. And I it does take time. It does yep, take it does intentional take time. effort. But yep. we as parents have to make sure that we, like you said, stay one step ahead of our kids, designate, yes. you know, kind of the boundaries of kids the boundaries, yeah. right, for everything that they're experiencing. And they rely on us yes. to have those boundaries and spend yes. the time with them. The other Same, yeah, the other one, I wanted to spend the time. Spend the time is important. Technology cannot replace the time that you spend, right? So she, my kids love when we play together, we have fun together. They are social butterfly. You know, let's stop technology. They actually rather play with us, at, at least at this age. I know when you they grow up, maybe they will not want to, but at this age, they really want to enjoy. So I'm trying to take advantage as much as I can to spend time with them, to have conversation, to ask questions. What do you think about? Actually ask some questions, right? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, you, you watch that. Yeah, what does that mean? So that I get to see how she thinks, we and get to relate and she can, I can give her the proper answer, right? She has asked me some wonderful question, wonderful mm-hmm. question. And it's the right opportunity for me to be able to, to teach her. Yeah. I love it. I love it because this is such a great start to our conversation. This is a time for us to take a break. And so we'll have an audience to uh, ask our audience to come back and join us okay. after this. Sounds good. for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview and find out how to work with Akua as a parenting coach. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.